the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to Bisburg. I'm your host, John Hall. Today, the program is sponsored by City Mission of Washington, Pennsylvania. And in studio with us is our friend, Dean Gartland. Dean, welcome back. Well, it's good to be here, John. Always good to see your bright and shining face, Dean, very much. (laughs) So here we are. It's the end of 2023. It's been a heck of a year. There's been a lot going on, not only in our own personal lives, but, of course, Dean, you as the president and the CEO of City Mission, I mean, multiply that by, I don't know how many, a lot. How have things been? Well, uh, as you said, John, it's been a very uh, busy and kind of crazy year, but the uh, uh, the needs uh, in our community uh, just continue to press in on us. Um, and so we have um, uh, embarked on a, on a new project, and I think I might have shared this with you before, but, you know, one of the uh, big issues that we've had in our community is single women, homeless women are single without children, and, they, uh, um, and we have a, a shelter just for single women. And it's uh, 14 beds, and it is constantly full with a waiting list of about, oh, anywhere between 40 to 60 people wow. are on this waiting list all the time. And so uh, we decided we need to do something about this, uh, and uh, we did a survey in the community, went to all the various leaders throughout the Washington County, asking what some of the, what would be a uh, the greatest need, and it came out that, you know, the need for shelter for single, uh, homeless single women. And so uh, we are embarking on, on building this shelter, and uh, so we've been... Uh, in a capital camp, silent phase of the capital campaign uh, for the past, oh, I think a little over a year now, and we're getting ready to go public in February of 2024. I see. So this has been a, but we want to build a new 50-bed uh, shelter for homeless women, single women. From 14 to 50. Uh, from 14 to 50. It's a big expansion. That's a big expansion. And, uh, uh, and we know that it's probably... Still not going to be sufficient, but it's going to address a big chunk of that problem sure. that's out there. And so the uh, we're going to hopefully to break ground, uh, scheduled to break ground in May of 2024 and uh, be completed in May of 2025. And so so we've been on this uh, uh, um silent phase of this campaign really working very diligently to try to raise the, the uh it's a 6.4 million dollar project and so um we are getting closer i mean we through uh we've raised so far through cash and pledges about 4.6 million wow so we're getting closer uh hopefully we'll be able to cross the finish line uh next year uh early next year before we actually break ground and so Interesting. hopefully we'll be able to do that so that silent phase are long time friends of the mission, people that you know who have a heart for city mission that you've gone to, I'm sure, multiple times over the years, those are the people who are more willing to step up first. The relationships are in place, yeah? Absolutely. And that, and I can't tell you how much, how appreciative we are of those relationships. Sure. And uh, folks have been really, um, uh, really a blessing to the mission, stepping up to the plate, really going far above and beyond what we thought they could do. And they're really coming through for us, as well as uh, churches and foundations. 
foundations uh, that we have gone to. So um, we are, I feel very blessed that this is, uh, that people have seen the need um, and and want to participate with us and, and partner with us uh, to be able to address this this dire need in our community. And so we're very, very grateful Excellent. for everyone. And we should say, of course, the, the, the elephant in the room, whether people know this or not, is that you don't take federal money, which is significant for a shelter. Absolutely, because this is uh, it's one of the things about uh, our program that's different than what you would find in most government-funded programs. Sure. So they usually have a limited amount of stay. You can only stay for so long, and once the money kind of runs out or the insurance, uh, then you uh, have to leave. And, and and where do you go? And, and maybe you're not ready yet. And so at the mission, we uh, the good great thing about our program is it's based on your progress in the program and not on a time it's not there's no artificial time that you can stay or have to go uh, as long as you're making progress to your goals and your and and things are moving in that direction you can stay as long as you need to um, and usually that stay is probably around eight it's average is about eight months at the mission so and we see some great success coming out of the mission with I people bet. getting jobs uh, finding a place to live getting back in society I mean it's just been and to me that's uh, the most most rewarding thing about the whole thing about the mission is seeing people go through our program and be able to come out uh, employed and with their own place and uh, reconnected with a church and I mean it's just it's exciting and 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 to me that's uh, that's God at work. Amen to that. Everybody works out their sobriety on their own terms, right? Mm-hmm. The clock is ticking, but it's back in the uh, you know in the far oh, room. Yes. Absolutely. Well, Dean, that's good. So, okay, so you're going to go public, which in some ways, I mean, here you are, you're Mm -hmm. on the radio airwaves. You can talk about this. You can ask for help. Yes. I mean, this is, and and anybody who's listening today, if you're interested in learning more about our project, it's called Hope for Homeless Women. Uh, It's our campaign to build this new 50-bed shelter. If as of any interest, uh, uh, please contact the City Mission uh, or go online at citymission.org, and uh, you can uh, communicate with us through the the Internet, or you can call us at 724-222-8530 and let uh, and let us know that you're interested, and we can send information to you and help you understand exactly what we're doing. Very good. Dean Gartland is with us from City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania, talking about an expansion, a further expansion of the work that they do in and around Washington, Pennsylvania. Dean, as always, I, I love when you come by. You bring a lot of good news. Uh, you bring clients who come in and share their story. Today's no different. Uh, yes. Uh, today we uh, have with us in the studio uh, Zach, and uh, Zach has been with us uh, for a while. I'll let him share share that uh, Zach actually works uh, part of his uh, work assignment at the mission because everybody has a work assignment sure. is in our front office in our administration building and so he does a great job I always uh, look forward to coming in and seeing a smiling face in the morning Outstanding. <laughs> he, and uh, so uh, anyways I'm going to turn it over to Zach Zach welcome hey thank you John yeah my pleasure uh, you know just uh, the brief little moments we've had here clearly you're a people person yes <laughs> yeah I'm a United States Navy veteran and Excellent. Uh, I got out in May of 2020 uh, during COVID, and it's it's been an, an interesting time, you know, trying to process life that way. You know, me and 20,000 other vets got out that year and didn't have a plan because they canceled all the transition classes. So um, through my journey, that's, uh, you know, that's led me here to Washington to kind of get to know my dad's side of the family. Uh, I got into a little bit of trouble with the law and 
you know, I, upon my release date, you know, I, I just took a walk around Washington and, you know, I saw the city mission and I walked through the gate and it's definitely changed my life. Fabulous. I mean, it's, it's somewhere where you can actually see God work. Excellent. So let's talk about that a little bit about, about your life. I mean, when you think about people who find their way to the mission, whether it's legal trouble or addiction or alcoholism, can you go back and, and talk about your early life and, you know, sort of chart that path forward? Sure. Uh, I grew up in North Carolina, uh, on New Bern. It's about 30 miles north of Jacksonville. And then I joined the Navy. Uh, in May of 20, 2006, sorry, and then did 14 years. I did four deployments. I've been to 62 different countries. Fabulous. I was a bomb builder and uh, missile tech. Whoa. <laughs> so You're not that, to be trifled with. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um, so that was a really cool job. And then, you know, I it came to the decision point of, you know, what do I do next? You know, do I do I stay in for now it's, you know, 23, 24 years or do I try to do something different? Yeah. And uh, I decided to get out. And then, you know, the global catastrophe is known as COVID kind of kind of hit my life. Yeah. And so there you are, 14 years in the Navy. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. 14 years of, of that regiment, right? There was a there was a system in place. And then you find yourself as kind of a free agent. What was that like? I mean, was it hard to transition? Yeah, I was, you know, you, you stay with family and, you know, you, you try to find your foothold and, you know, that kind of structure is gone. And um, I I had to adapt. You know, I was a truck driver outside of Nashville for a little bit and um, I spent some time in Miami just waiting for my paperwork, you know, my DD. DD-214 to say how I got out of the Navy with an honorable discharge. And, you know, that took a year and you can't get any sort of job, you know, while you're waiting on that. Um, It's beneficial. So it was definitely a struggle. And then, you know, moving up here, you know, kind of getting into some legal trouble and then trying to trying to figure out how to get back to normal. And like I said, reset. Yeah. Yeah. uh, City mission is has been so instrumental in my life. And, you know, it's one of those places where you could just heal and everybody smiles and loves you for exactly who you are. There's Excellent. no pretense. What about uh, alcohol and drugs? Any no, I connection? never. No, I never had any problem with that. So good. I mean, a, a lot of people fall into that hole, right? Yes. But you just had a different way lay here. And so you use the city mission, uh, I'm, I'm assuming here, as sort of a, a stopgap measure until things settle down with your legal troubles. You got yourself together, the family close by. Who told you about the city mission? was actually uh one of the ministers in jail uh roger he actually comes and teaches every wednesday and you know it was great to just reconnect with him and he he told me about the city mission and so that kind of you know stuck in my head and then trying to figure out a direction I, i came through the gates nice and walking in there, I mean, that's a <laughs> that's a bit of a courageous move. You know, I mean, after all these years in the military, you kind of go, I guys, um, I'm just getting out of jail here. I'm a little broken. I need some help. Yeah, that was – I never would thought that I would see myself being homeless, but here I was. Um, it happens. And I can say that I'm not anymore because City Mission is where I live and stay and, and grow and also – uh, my service dog Sophie, you know, gets to spend every day with me, um, and you know we're going through recertification classes with her, and uh, it's just been, like I said, such a joy, and I'm glad to share this with anybody who's listening. Excellent. Talk about the faith perspective. I mean, you walk in, people are saying the name of Jesus. How that's it? Well, uh, so I grew up, uh, you know, 
going to church, you know, when I was a kid and then the Navy, it's, it's not tough to find religion out there, but you're, you're so focused on your job. I mean, I would spend 16 hours a day on the flight deck and, you know, we're, we're gone for 10 to 12 months a year, um, yeah. everywhere over the world. So, you know, faith kind of took a back burner in my life, but then God brought me to the city mission and every morning we have, uh, devotions, which is a great time to just sit and hear praise. And then you've, you've got this great meditation with about a hundred people and it's so quiet. You can hear the pin drop in there sometimes. That's That's excellent. And so now uh, the two things are working in tandem, right? I mean, you're you're getting your life back together. There's a a, a different perspective on faith. Things are better than you've been. Of course, you know, and you know, a lot of bad stuff has happened, you know, in the last year and to just wake up and smile and know that, you know, God's got you and never, you know, never take another day for granted. And, you know, I'm, I'm just so happy. Yeah, that's really key, isn't it? Right. We do. I mean, it, you know, we all think I got plenty of time to burn, uh, but each moment is a gift. I know that's true. It's, it feels often trite to say, but it truly is. So when you think about yourself right now, uh, how does the future look? Um, talk about the, you know, piecing things together. I mean, extremely positive. You know, this is the first place that I've kind of stopped and actually got to take a look at myself. You know, in the military, somebody's always telling you what to do, where to go. Um, And the city mission has afforded me the opportunity to say, hey, what about Zach? Here's a breath. Yeah. So I've got some pretty major surgeries coming up here in December, uh, which, you know, I, I don't think if I was working as hard as I would, I'd be able to get to. So, like I said, Take a breath, work on yourself, you know, heal relationships and, and, and get closer to God. And City Mission does that. Fabulous. That's a good story, Zach. Thanks for telling us. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure. Dean, yeah. I love it. I, I do, too. And I have to say that, you know, his service dog, Sophie, that, you know, when I come in in the morning and she's she's right there, she lays right there on the floor. It's like she's protecting the building. It's like, <laughs> but she just, a, it's just a sweetheart of a dog. And the, uh, of course, we all are lo- dog lovers at the mission. So. Uh, coming in and seeing Sophie and being able to uh, have her say good morning to us as we walk through the building is really Excellent. neat. But that's uh, um, um, really that's why the mission is here. And this is what happens uh, when people, uh, whether it's jail, whether it's whatever it might be that that causes them to be without the security of a home, yeah. uh, family. Uh, that you kind of lose those things and you're stuck out there by yourself and you're, and you're trying to figure out a way forward. And it's not, it's obviously it's not easy uh, to figure that out when you have no support system or you don't feel supported. And so coming into the mission, um, I always tell guys whenever they, you know, they come up to thank me, uh, for the, for the mission being, I said, listen, I, I'm just grateful that God had put the mission here for you because that's why we're here this is exactly uh what uh, god wants to see happen in the lives of those who walk through our doors yeah i mean at the moment you're just the caretaker of the mission i mean the mission's been around a long time yes this is where you are in the moment absolutely and so this is you know and hearing zach's story and then of course hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other stories of people walking through the mission uh doors and coming in and saying you know i need help i need hope yeah um and um, and one of the things that I remember this from many, many years ago, um, uh, when I was working in, in the city of Pittsburgh and the, uh, um, and Dr. Withers, uh, was our medical director at the time. And he had made a comment cause he's, he's the doctor that takes, you know, services to the homeless on the streets. And he had said, Dean, I just got to tell you, hopelessness is greater than homelessness. 
and it's so true. And so when people walk through our doors and they feel hopeless that nothing can change and their life is really um, on, you know, can is at the bottom of the barrel and they walk through the door at the, at the mission and then they, all of a sudden, you know, about, you know, a couple of days goes by and you can see the sparkle in their eye. You can see that life is starting, you know, hope is beginning to be, uh, enter into their hearts and their minds and they're beginning to feel hopeful again about how life can be different. It doesn't have to be the way it is. Life can change. That's really good. I mean, Dean, I, I love this message because, I mean, the fact of the matter is, you know this, everybody knows this who's listening right now. Nobody's got it all together. Right. I mean, right? The facade is this guy's doing this, this person's doing, you know, everyone suffers because life is difficult as all get out. So the idea of the, the mission as an oasis, at least a haven for people Everybody raise your hand, right? Because we've all been there. We've all done that. I need to sort of stop for a little bit to think about things, to pray about things, to get myself together so I can go back and reset and then go back out into the world better than I came in the door. So the mission's doing that. Kudos to you. Well, and that's why one of the things that I think sets us apart um, um, from many other agencies is the fact that this is a program and it's not just a place where people can stay. Um, we are not interested in warehousing people. Uh, that's not what we do. But the uh, everyone that comes into the mission um, it comes into a program, a healing program uh, that that uh, that addresses both the physical uh, we have a medical clinic that operates five days a week so everybody has to go through the medical clinic and see the doctor and get their physical uh, taken care of and so we can identify whatever those physical barriers are to, that that they need to overcome in order to get back out in society but we have the uh, we have uh, trained and certified counselors on staff who work with the, men, the mental health as well as the emotional and then of course we have all the past Pastors and and that come in to do uh, a service uh, during the week, and then the Bible studies and and the uh, morning devotions where we're addressing the spiritual needs uh, that people have, and it's just uh, it's a holistic program. And so when people walk through the door, it, it really is about healing the whole person. Fabulous. And so that's uh, that's really our intent, and not just to be a shelter. Uh, three hots and a cot. That's not what we're about. Uh, this is a very uh, comprehensive program for people that are homeless, so that they can move out back into independence, uh, into back into the community. Yeah, I mean, you see it. You know, you're, you're walking around the city of Pittsburgh, and you'll see you know tent cities, mm-hmm. and you think, how do people? You know, you you get into that situation, and a tent is no place for for anybody to be. I mean, there's no future in a tent. So the idea that the mission is going to be there and provide you a refuge from that tent to get yourself together, that's a powerful thing. Oh, absolutely. And that, and a lot of times people, you know, when they think of missions, obviously they just think of, uh, you know, going in and, get, you know, uh, being in a dorm room with, a, you know, a bunch of other guys and sure. you've got to get up in the morning and leave and right, all that right. stuff. But that's not what the city mission is about. Excellent. We're talking with Dean Gartland. He's the president and the CEO of the City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. Dean, um, so you're doing a whole other thing now with uh, women, single women, 
right. which is a gigantic thing. Can you talk about that a little bit deeper? Because generally, I mean, you know, the, the sort of a historical perspective is, you know, guys for any number of reasons, the large majority of just men who are involved in this system. But it does feel as though there's been, and you document it here, there's been an explosion of women at the same time who are also find themselves at wit's end. What about that? I mean, I'm sure you talk about that with people. What's happened? Well, it's pretty uh, crazy. I mean, I think the, you know, a lot of stuff has happened since COVID. I mean, it's just like it's changed the everything uh, mental framework that people have of, of, of society and of how things are supposed to be and how they should operate. And, um, and it's impacted them uh, very negatively, uh, a lot of folks. And so uh, a lot of these women are struggling and and during covid and some of these things where they uh maybe lost their job or their job was put on hold or their job you know they they uh, uh were laid off or whatever the case is and then they ended up turning to you know drugs alcohol some of these uh, and other things that they've turned to and their life just spiraled out of out of control right. and so the number just is just kind of Exploded there and increased, and uh, we're getting referrals from all over the place of, of uh, single women uh, needing a placement and needing a program that's really going to help them um, uh, recover and to get back out in society again. And thankfully, we see a lot of good success, but at the same time, I mean, I had a call the, just uh, two days ago, uh, a mother living with her uh, her parents, she has a child, but then she's got some mental health issues and drug issues, and so she leaves, uh, and they're calling or wanting to get her in. It, it does get uh, a little complicated, but and so we're we're reaching out to try to bring people in, even though you know that right at the moment we're completely full. Um, yeah, but we're and that's why we have such a long uh, waiting list of people wanting to get in the mission. It's it's because of the program, and they know and and that they're going to get the help they need at the city mission. Yeah. I mean, people live, I mean, you know, this is true, right? Everybody knows this. Most people live paycheck to paycheck and mm-hmm. it takes a little reshuffling of things and you fall between the track, uh, between the cracks and all of us are so fragile. So all of us need help. Oh yeah. And it's, and I'll tell you, it's, it, it really is heartbreaking. I get, you know, when you think of the fact that, you know, we, the, the women are so vulnerable too out on the street yep. and, um, and some of them come in and one of the biggest aspects of, of coming into a program like ours is is they need to feel safe and secure if they don't feel safe and secure you're not going to make any progress with them whatsoever and so uh we have really created a very safe environment uh for women as well as we have uh, a shelter for women with children as well Uh, but to make it as safe as possible so that they can they don't have to be looking over their shoulder Mm -hmm. uh they can uh, really focus in on the program and the services we offer and they uh and the success that has been uh, we definitely see a higher success rate with the women than we do with the men. Mm-hmm. So there you are. I mean, the umbrella is large at the city mission, right? I mean, it's women with children, single women, military guys like Zach, mm-hmm. and guys just, you know, regular everyday people. It's a big umbrella. It is. There's about 160 beds we have currently, and then once we build this new shelter, we'll obviously be well over 200 beds at the city mission, which makes us probably the largest uh, shelter in the tri-state area. Wow. And the people that are out there that are in the know, the people who are the administrators, the people who are the social workers, 
they know the excellence of the city mission. Oh, they do, and that's uh, and I think that's one of the things that really. Um, creates that that inflow of you know from people going into treatment centers or even into jail i think as zach was sharing you know they go into jail and then you know they're like where do i go when i get out of here you know uh, they've burned the bridges or they don't have family structure in place they don't you know they're they're not in their you know they're far away from home um and we get a lot of folks that walk right out of the jail right into the city mission and um and and that's why i think you know our location right where we're at is perfect in 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 washington we're right across from the county jail fabulous that is good so dean just a couple of minutes left and uh, you know we're talking about uh, christmas and new years i mean the need is always great. I, I mean, I don't want you to walk out of here because I know that people are going, wait, um, uh, at the year end, I want to help. And so it's an opportunity for people to help here. Oh, absolutely. I, the uh, Again, as we uh, stated earlier that uh, we don't get government funding for our programs. This is a, uh, which we believe really does establish a way for that, that kind of unique for us because we, we don't have to have an arbitrary time frame for people to stay with us. They yeah. can stay as long as they need to and as they're making progress towards their, towards their goals. But the, uh, but people, uh, and, and it takes a lot of resources, financial resources, volunteer resources, material resources to, to really run the mission. And so uh, anybody that might be listening and you really want to uh, just participate, partner with us in any way, whether it's volunteering, uh, whether it's financial, uh, maybe you can't do either of them. Maybe you can just pray for us. Uh, we welcome that as well. Just You can even just leave us a note online at citymission.org and say, hey, we're praying for you guys. Uh, that's an encouragement to me, to our staff, uh, to know that there are folks out there praying for us. But um, businesses can be involved. They can donate. Uh, financially to help us, uh, uh, individuals who can just, you know, they, they can write a check and send it to us. It, every every bit helps. Um, and as we close out this year, uh, we have a, a big number to hit, so we're really asking people to step up and really help the city mission continue to keep our doors open. Fabulous. Dean, because people need help, uh, we're so happy that you are in that uh, position to be that helper and for our listeners as well to be part of that, too. So thank you. Citymission.org. Yes. Thank you. Dean Gartland. He's the president and the CEO of City Mission. This has been Bisberg. Thanks for being with us. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.